This is Fox News. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE Sheridan. Broadcasting from the Sheridan Community Federal Credit Union Studio on 103.9 FM. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Sheridan College welcomes the award-winning Visionary Sounds of Pamela Z on Saturday, February 24th at 7 p.m. in Kinnison Hall at the Whitney Center for the Arts. Pamela Z is renowned for her work in live digital looping and interactive audio-video performance, enhanced with her voice and layered sonic textures, creating an immersive experience. Get your tickets online at Sheridan.edu slash arts to see Pamela Z Saturday the 24th at 7 p.m. at Sheridan College or call the box office at 675-0360. Enjoy homemade soups every day at Designing Dinners, Sagewood North Cafe, served with cheese wedges and fresh bread, or pair it with one of their signature sandwiches like the dill cotto, smoked turkey, avocado, sprouts, red onion, seasoned dill pepper, and mayo. Designing Dinners, Sagewood North Cafe. See menus at designing-dinners.com. Open weekdays for lunch from 11 till 3 and from 9 to 5 for dinner pickup at 615 Broadway in Sheridan. Call 674-2460 for pickup. Cowboy State Monuments, a division of Sheridan Funeral Home, is here to help you with many types of monuments. We help you choose the right remembrance for your loved one's resting place. Or if you need other types of monuments such as name or address signs for your home or business, we can help you with those too. Whatever type you need, we work with you to create your perfect monument. Reach out to Cowboy State Monument Company, a division of Sheridan Funeral Home at 307-683-9200. Hi, this is Mandy Koltesko with Century 21 BHJ Realty, and now is the time to vote for your favorite pet photo in the Happy Valentine's Day photo contest. The lucky winner, by most votes, will get $200 in chamber bucks. Think of all the goodies you can buy for your pet with that. Help out your favorite pet by voting today. Vote now, SheridanMedia.com. Last day to vote is Sunday. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your ho- And good morning, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call if you have something you want to talk about, 674-4443 or 672-5763. I guess we need to address the uh, epinent in the room. Obviously, I'm a little under the weather. I don't think I'm contagious anymore, but, uh, yeah, obviously I have some kind of a head cold going on. So Ron is in the other room with... Uh, Everybody else, and I'm, I'm here. stuck in here by myself. And, I'm here. Yeah, but I can see through the window to yep. communicate with you guys. So anyway, Mr. Richter, this is kind of an interesting poll question. I mean, it's it's obviously pertinent to what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Right. Could you elaborate for us, please? Yes, the uh, First Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, who should pay for the damages to the private residents destroyed 
in last week's police standoff, and 64% of the votes said the city of Sheridan, 28% said insurance, 5% said other, and just 3% said donations. So overwhelmingly, uh, 64% said the city should fund. How do you think that's going to go, Dino? Well, I, I don't know, honestly, but... I think there's a lot of insurance stuff involved that has to take place. Um, I do know that during Monday night city council meeting, um, the mayor mentioned that uh, during their special meeting that is coming up Monday, they um, might have a resolution or, or something to waive the building permit fees right. for construction of it, well, which, which is, help. yeah, it'll help. I mean, that's a, anyone that builds homes knows building permit fees aren't necessarily cheap. No. So, um, can you imagine? I just, I can't, honestly. I mean, that's just, I, I drove by last week after the show just to kind of see because the pictures didn't do it justice. No. You know, and you drive by, and, or at least then, I, I haven't seen it in a week, obviously, but last week when I drove past, it was just decimated. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for, yeah, and the, she's going to lose the people, God that knows what, out of the there. house. I mean, it could be, I mean, that's, you know, you know what I mean? How do you find out that, hey, you know, somebody's in your house right now. Yeah. And by the way, we're going to destroy it to get him out of there. That's And I understand they had to do that, but it's just, wow. What I know. a crazy thing. It's just a crazy thing. So that's what we're one of the things we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to come back after the break. We're going to get started on a little bit more of what's going on, talk about this, that. There's a couple of things I wanted to talk about as well. But we'll do that on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Enjoy an interactive evening of roaresome fun for the whole family as Dinosaur World Live takes to the Wyo Theater stage tonight. Dinosaur World Live helps discover the prehistoric world of dinosaurs through masterful puppetry with special guests including Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Giraffe Titan, and others. Dinosaur World Live at the Wyo Theater tonight at 6.30. Get your tickets now at the Wyo box office or online at wyotheater.com. Experience Lerner and Lowe's magical tale about following your heart and the power of love at Sheridan County High School. Lerner and Lowe's Brigadoon is the enchanting and beloved Broadway and West End musical featuring such standards as Almost Like Being in Love, Come to Me, Bend to Me, and Heather on the Hill. New Yorker Tommy Albright unexpectedly arrives at the mysterious Scottish Highland village of Brigadoon, which only appears for one day every 100 years. When Tommy meets and falls in love with Fiona, a beautiful villager in this magical hamlet, he must decide whether to return to his old life or stay in Brigadoon forever. 
Performances will be held in the Sue Henry Theater for the Performing Arts at Sheridan High School on February 22nd and 23rd at 7.15 p.m., with two shows on February 24th at 2 p.m. featuring the swing cast and again at 7.15 p.m. with the primary cast. Tickets will be on sale starting February 11th. Contact Sheridan High School at 307-674-7405 or at www.scsd2.com. Tickets are $12 in advance and at the door. Special thanks to our sponsors, Sheridan Media, Bighorn Design, Epiphany, McGillicuddy Media Productions, Craftco Metalworks, and the Wild Theater. Learner and Lau's Brigadoon is performed with permission from MTI. In Wyoming, the weather and road conditions can change at the drop of a hat. If you're planning a trip and you want to know what the latest conditions are, turn to Sheridan Media for the latest road and travel report. Our staff sweeps the state to keep you up to date on current and changing conditions. So when you need to know, we'll have the answer. Sheridan Media road and travel reports are brought to you in part by Heartland Kubota, Life is Motion Animal Chiropractic, and J.R. Moore at 307 Real Estate. Welcome back to Public Pulse. You can join the conversation on the Jackson Electric Open Line by calling 307-674-4443 or 307-674-4444. Once again, your hosts for Public Pulse. And we're back on Public Pulse Open Line Friday. And today we're talking about the situation that happened with the uh, unfortunate incident with the officer that was slain and the house that was destroyed in the standoff. And that's, that was the question this week was what do you think who should pay for the, who should pay for it? Because the city of Sheridan, I guess is ultimately responsible for it. But then again, maybe not. Um, A lot of people think the city of Sheridan, according to the poll should, right. You know, uh, uh, Put the bill for it to but be there, there's a lot of legalities there right. and whatnot and yeah it's it's and it's the a, insurance company some people said that and i guess there are some policies out there that depending on what you have on your homeowner's policy this is covered right but not everyone has this well and i think we all know with insurance just because something's covered doesn't mean you're going to get paid anytime soon <laughs> you ain't a kid now <laughs> you know just because I mean, you put trust in a, me, yeah. yeah you put in a you file a just because you put in a claim it's going to yeah. happen right you know you, you you may have a few uh, gray hairs in those uh on that head by the time you get a payment <laughs> i've already got a few as it is but yeah, yeah more join the club mhm i hear you seasoned seasoned there you go so, again, it depends on the insurance policy, and some of this information I read was on online. A lot of it came from uh, Cowboy State Daily, which they've done a great job covering this. Um, and depends on the insurance policy uh, what happens here. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the exact language of the policy. Um, and, again, it gets back to we're not sure if it covers it or not. So we don't know. And obviously we don't know what her insurance policy says, um, but the owner of the property there hopefully will be able to get something done there. I, I just would I, hate to see that she has to foot the bill herself. That's just unbelievable. Because it, it was destroyed. Yes. Absolutely. It's not like it's a little water damage. No, and you know, Oh, we're going to replace a window and a few doors or whatever. <laughs> no, it, it it's going to have to be demoed and rebuilt. Yeah, completely. It's gone. Matter of fact, I heard, don't know this, but it, I think, has it been demolished yet, or do they know? Do we know? I don't know. I have not been over there. Mr. James, have you been past there? No? We don't know. I, I haven't. I have not seen it, no. Not good. 
Okay. Well, I guess we do have a caller waiting. So, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. um, I was uh, stopped down there and, and saw the damage, and it is horrific. And I was talking to my father about it, and he just told me about a landmark case that he heard that was uh, decided in a district Supreme Court that covered Texas about a similar situation that happened. And the woman actually sued the police department, and they ended up having to pay to repair her house. And uh, the lawyer said you can't sue to, for damages, but you could sue for eminent domain. And that's how they ended up winning uh-huh. um, this particular case. And uh, I don't necessarily know if she should sue the city police for destroying her house, but that is an avenue that she could maybe pursue uh, if she was to do so. And she might be able to win, and then the police department or the city would have to pay to replace her house. Interesting. All right. Well, that's that is one avenue. Obviously, Texas law would be different than Wyoming, so we're not sure how that would work. But that is an avenue to possibly look into. Um, Ron, what what have we heard from? Because I know there are contractors and other people that are donating time, effort, yeah, there was, materials. There was how to, a, a meeting earlier this week. I know uh, our, our very own Kevin Coyle was there and covered it and whatnot. And from the stories that he produced from that meeting, it just sounds like they're they're waiting on the insurance. They, For they them can't to figure really, out what they, they will and will not cover. Well, they they can't really move forward until there's some decision made by the insurance company. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a, a a lot of contractors and and whatnot that are involved and in, in want to help out with this, but they just can't go in there and do it until everything. Yeah, you can't settled. you can't be rogue right. about something like that. I know. And what does she do in the meantime? I mean, I understood. I, I know there were some, I had heard stories or read stories that she has a place to stay. So that's not a huge deal for her. But what do you do in those instances where you have no family, you have no friends, you have no whatever? What do you do? You go to a motel. Yeah. And then how are those expenses covered? Right. I. It's never happened to me. Yeah. So I do not have the exact answers. I, I would hope there would be some lifeline, so to speak. But I mean, I I, I don't know. Huh? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's a terrible situation. I mean, it's how do you handle the fact that basically you your home is basically no more? I mean, right. it, it happens. You know, right. we have hurricanes and tornadoes and landslides. But I mean, just something like this is so. Sure. But in those instances where be. you have, you know, some kind of a natural disaster, insurance will at least help out to get you into a motel or, you know, some place to stay. I mean, it, it's kind of a, that's a pretty yes. common thing. So insurance companies and well, most people know how to deal with it. But something like this. And if and if you live in Tornado Alley, you know that's possibility. If you right. live in Florida, you know hurricanes could take you out. I mean, you know these things, but... Yeah, you live no, in San Francisco no, earthquake, No one goes thing, to right. work in the morning thinking, is my house going to be here because it's going to be basically... There's a standoff in my house, and I guess that's what happened. She went to work or was somewhere, and I, I heard unbelievable. that somebody's in her house, she can't go home. Crazy. I don't know. I, it's just unbelievable. I, I am. I'm at a loss for words. I don't know how you even really process that. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope it gets 
handled sooner than later. We'll yeah. see. We do have a caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Is that me? That's you. Go ahead. I've got a couple of things to say about this. Okay. And I'm not taking away from the officer or his wife, because this is the most tragic thing that's ever happened in Sheridan that I know mm-hmm. of. Agreed. Right. Okay. That, they, they deserve everything they're going to get out of this. And that still won't bring him back. But this woman, let me ask you to begin with, do you believe, had that been the mayor's house, would they have done this the same way? Then we'll go from there. I guess that house that the city acquired that they were so worried about the week before this happened, maybe they know who's going to live in it now. Maybe maybe they should move her in there and say, look, let's get this figured out and we'll go from there. Because the city was so worried about a house they acquired to go against all the landlords in town, maybe that's where they ought to put it for right now until everybody can back up and regroup. Well, that's the other thing a, is a plan. Sure. I I think that everybody in this town should be at city hall stomping their feet, wanting to know what's going to be done about this because this is not right, whether it's legal or not. This is not right. And I think they better remember this is an election year because <laughs> this ain't right. Yeah. And that could have been anybody, any of you, any of me, anybody, because the information we have right now, I've heard rumors and everything, but the information we have right now, was this a random house that he picked? And if that's the case, it could have been any place in this town. And that's true. This is just sad. This is sad all the way around. And I'm telling you, the city needs to pay for this. Morally, as much as legally or anything else. This ain't right. And, you know, they're here to protect us, not to tear everything we own down. And that she lost her life in that house, the same as everybody else. Valid point. Because that's... You know, that's worse than the house fire. She lost everything the same way, except there's a chance her insurance ain't going to pay for this. Yeah. And that's not right. That ain't right, man. This is our government for us, not against us. And it's time for this this crap to stop. And, you know, we got all kinds of politics going on in the world right now that none of us like, no matter which side you're on. But I don't know how anybody, anybody can face this town if you had that decision to make and you make the wrong one. And that's how I see it. And this special council meeting that's coming up and all that, there ought to be 15,000 people in this town down there that night saying you're going to fix this. Because, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think... That guy dying probably need to happen down there. I don't have a problem in the world with that. But the way they did it is just wrong. Now I'll listen and see what you got to say. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for the comments. Um, you know, some valid points there. Mm-hmm. And, and you understand his frustration. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are frustrated with this the same way. And he's right. It could have been anyone. My understanding, 
was that the there was a person living in the basement. I don't know whether this is true or not, but I heard this on social media that the gunman or whatever you want to call him, the shooter, um, knew someone that lived there in the basement, and that's why he picked that house. That's where he went. I don't know whether that's true or not, but that's what I had heard. So that's why that happened. But still, even at that, yeah, the the people upstairs, the homeowner, didn't know this person from Adam, the shooter at all. So more or less, it is a random house. It's not like they were invited, you know, the homeowner invited this person in, and all of a sudden, here we are. That's not what happened. That wasn't the case. So it could have happened to any one of us. Yeah, it could have. Any one of us. Okay. I guess we have another caller. We're going to go to that caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, I got to thinking two things about the house that was destroyed. I don't want to talk about the case. The DCI is looking at it. Sure. But um, the house could even be under mortgage. We don't know. It's a matter of speculation. Right. Secondly, insurance often often has a, a large amount that you are responsible for as well as your insurance company. You know, they, they divvy these out. And so there's lots of contractual arrangements there that have come into the picture. Um, and I simply don't want to comment on the response of law enforcement and what occurred there. I just don't want to go down there. But I do have something else I want to talk about. Sure. And it has to do with money. Um, I attended the MOU where our clerk, Ida Shunk-Thompson, has agreed uh, with the MOU with the county regarding the budget, essentially. She had initially, back in July of 23, uh, attained attorney to get back her budget authority. Well, at any rate, I came in to possession of bills paid so far, and the clerk... Uh, her bills so far submitted from attorney, and for the most part it was Virgil Kennard. In the last month it was Michael Lansing, but 37548 The county commissioners, 13534 And then the mediation judge, 7150 So you add those figures up, and as of February 8th of this year, 58000 532.14 has been paid for legal counsel on both sides of that particular issue. There are still five outstanding bills yet to be paid. Now, the dates in which mediation actually occurred with a mediator judge was August 22nd of 23 and January 18th of 24. That was with a mediation judge. Okay. So money has been spent and probably close to 75000 by the time these remaining five outstanding warrants are paid. So the taxpayer, and that's where we have to look at ourselves in this issue, we're, we're footing the bill. Um, neither Shung Thompson's office nor the county commissioners, they don't make cupcakes. They don't sell lemonade. We're paying the bill. So in looking at the memorandum, what I find very interesting is the BOCC, County Board of Commissioners, is defined in the memorandum as the budget-making authority of the county. Okay, 
departments that are non-elected departments, not not the sheriffs, but say um, the custodial, their employees, the non-elected departments under the BOCC will submit their budgets to the county administrator first, and the administrator will then submit them to the clerk. So the county administrator's position is still fairly well defined by the BOCC. The BOCC will have responsibility for accounts payable. That's warrants. Um, you know, you submit a bill to them and the BOCC, and they have the responsibility, okay? Right. Uh, the budget requests will go to the county administrator first and then to the clerk second. The BOCC may amend the budget reports, okay? Then <clears throat> under policies and procedures, this agreement is referred to as policy and procedures. It is with Ida Shunk Thompson exclusively. I believe that that means, according to County Attorney Beaver, if Ida should decline to run again, a new clerk might be subject to a new examination, and that might be good or bad depending on who's elected clerk. But this is only an agreement, an MOU between EDA and the Board of County Commissioners. And one thing that I found very interesting was at the end of it, for immediate issuance of a warrant without formal BOCC approval, and that means paying something before the BOCC can put warrants on the consent agenda. Um, so for an immediate issue of a warrant without formal approval, they will then send the request to the clerk with the original or copy of the invoice for approval, and the clerk will then review it to report any discrepancies prior to issuance. So I think that that particular item is very beneficial. But I wonder, I really wonder if out of all of these months, six um, the legal fees attendant to this, probably, I'm guessing, approaching around 70000 with the remaining five warrants, it would appear to me, to me, and this is just my eyes, I could be wrong, that the county is still retaining its accounts payable and accounts receivable clerk and its payroll clerk and authority because they, they defined themselves in the MOU, if I'm understanding correctly, as the budget-making authority. Okay. So, so you're... I'm questioning whether this was just an empty sandwich. <laughs> okay, I That's the so... easiest way. I don't know what we got out of this. I don't know what Ida, frankly, and I'm not Ida, so right. I'm not speaking for her. But I'm not certain that the original request made by her attorney, Mr. Kennard, clear back in July of last year, was that, that they would take three actions and... and those three actions would be a de declaration that they have no authority, a court action. I can't remember the third. I don't have it in front of me. But they were far more assertive than what appears to be agreed to. I, I would agree. And, and I, when I was in the meeting myself, mm -hmm. I kind of questioned what the whole agreement was about because they just basically said, hey, we've reached an agreement. Here it is. Mm -hmm. And blah, blah, blah. But they didn't really get into the details of what the agreement was and what it meant. So I, no. I agree with you. I, well, I kind of wonder what it was all about. 
I am just to let you guys off the phone here. I want to say I'm not certain that much has changed. There have been things that have gone to Ida's office. There's no question of that. But the uh, but the budget and I'm going to add one more thing. I ran okay, into quickly. Mr. Siddle. Ran into Mr. Siddle, our county commissioner, as I was coming into the office to talk to Mr. Um, uh, the administrator, and I ran into Mr. Siddle and I said, "Sir." I said, you've been around Sheridan County long enough. I said, do you remember when Commissioners Whiten, Cox, and Waters were investigated by the DCI for the illegal road and bridge shop they built using their own companies to supply the material? And Mr. Siddle said, yep, he was aware. So that's all I have to say, and thank you, gentlemen, very much. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um That'll do it for the Jackson Electric Online Friday for right now. We're going to take a break. And numbers to call if you want to call in and talk about whatever, 674-4443-672-5763. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and talk about more stuff right after this. to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence program February 28th at the Y.O. Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's community partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Y.O. Theater, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Have you noticed all the new Hondas on our lot? I have. Looks like you have one of everything. We do, and there are plenty of reasons to buy a new Honda. For qualified buyers, every SUV from the HRV to the Pilot is 4.9% financing for 60 months. Civic and Accord are 2.9% for 36 months, and we have a couple of 23 Ridgelines left at 0.9% for 36 months. Great deals. And these all come with complimentary oil changes for the first two years or 24,000 miles. Shop for your new Honda at Sheridan Honda today. February is the month of love because when it comes to love, every moment is a gem. Legacy Diamond and Gems invites you to celebrate your timeless bond. Shop their exquisite collection of diamonds and gems, each telling a unique story. You'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and expresses your love. Legacy Diamond and Gems crafting timeless memories. Visit today and let your love shine brighter than ever at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, just because everyone's thinking it doesn't mean you have to say it. Well, if you ignored her and went ahead and said it, then you need the calming effects you can only get at the health nut. Aisle after aisle of health-giving supplements, a healthy soup, sandwich and salad bar, a grocery store, and smoothies that'll get you back to how you felt before you were full of regret for being so honest. The Health Nut, located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. 
The Albert J. Goldwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash Online Silent Auction is in full swing today and runs through 8 p.m. this Saturday at SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repair, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and so much more. Auction items begin at 50% off retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The FFA Alumni Online Auction, happening right now. ShareitInMedia.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call if you have something you want to talk about. 674-4443 or 672-5763. Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer were here talking about the craziness that happened. I, I just wanted to clarify the caller earlier mentioned okay. that home. He, he referred to it as a home that the city recently acquired. They actually didn't acquire it. They've owned it for quite some time. It's the home at 476 Marion Street. I think what okay. he was actually referring to was recently the city council passed a resolution authorizing city administrator Stu McRae to enter into lease agreements with newly hired employees so ah, they could okay. live there. Yep. While they look for housing because it doesn't we, exist. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to recruit people to a community when you can't put them anywhere. Right. They either but it doesn't that, exist. That's or they what can't he was referring it. to was okay. the home on Marion Street, and and they didn't recently acquire it. They actually have owned it for some time, and it used to be, I believe, leased to um, Habitat for Humanity. It was like their office. Uh, I believe okay. even before that, it might have been Shack. Shack was in there. Sheridan Housing Action Committee. That was many moons ago. But um, you've been here a while. Yes. <laughs> and it, anyway, that that's that's what he was referring to is the home on Marion Street there. Okay. And uh, they're using that basically when new employees start. You know, they they have some time to find a home or housing or you know because it, it's hard to find a rental here. Right. You know. Right. $1,800 for a box. Pretty much. Well, I'm just saying, man, yeah. it's, you know, here's this, this lovely broom closet for $1,800 a month. No yeah, pets. It's like what they have in New York City where it's a 10 by 10 room and they want two grand a month for it. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, we digress. The poll question this week, Mr. Ron, Let me, uh, was we were talking about the incident with the demolished house. Let me bring it up there, Mr. Palmer. <laughs> well, while you're bringing that up, let's go to the caller. Uh, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, just a comment on the uh, demolished house. Uh, sure. Uh, a question in my mind is, is, is the state of Wyoming uh, partially liable? I mean, wasn't uh, DCI, didn't they take some sort of a lead on that? That's, you bring up a yeah, very good, good point. Yeah, good point. I have no idea. Yeah. And I don't know who was actually in lead, who made the decisions and all that stuff, but just something to think about. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's a good point. Yeah. Good good question. Thank you. Um, have you got them now? Or yes, right? I okay. do. And the uh, First Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, who should pay for the damages to the private residents destroyed in last week's police standoff? 64%, 225 votes, said the city of Sheridan. 28% said insurance, 5% said other, and 3% said donations. There you go. Well, that's the question, and I guess it depends on 
what state you live in because the the US Constitution goes back, you know, 200 plus years and there is a provision in there from what I read on uh, the internet the last week is that there are protections in the Constitution for private residences um, in in these kind of instances, but it really doesn't go very far. Right. And one of the things is that the state of Wyoming even carries that a bit further than the U.S. Constitution. So if there's any kind of, according to what I've read anyway, um, any kind of a lawsuit or whatever, it might behoove the homeowner to file this in state court as opposed to a federal court, which would make sense anyway. I mean, it's it's a state. It happened here. Why would you well, go to federal court? We had but, the one caller that referred to a lawsuit. Now, that was in Texas, correct? Right. Okay. And this has happened in other states yes. as well, and I've read that. And it really depends. There are some states where there are no protections for the homeowner whatsoever. Others where it is there depending on, again, you know, are they following the U.S. Constitution, their own Constitution? What do their laws say? What, now, what would be interesting to find out is how many times something similar to this has happened in the state of Wyoming. Oh, I know. Here, yeah. Good question. Because then, then you could have a little bit of precedent yeah yeah a little bit of history and find out what was done what happened but i don't I, I don't even know if it's been to this extent i, I know homes have been damaged you know with gas and you, you Gun know fire whatever those types but, of things, but but right? not I, I don't know if it there's been one where that's been totally yeah they haven't taken heavy equipment and started tearing it down which is essentially what they did crazy now the wyoming constitution as i said is more protective toward property owners than the U.S. Constitution. The Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution says private property shall not be taken for public use without compensation. So that's what the federal law says. But the Wyoming Constitution takes that even further, saying that it adds the words or damaged. So I think that might be something that would help the homeowner in that instance. But there again... You're taking this before a judge who, you know, is making a decision based on their understanding of the law. Yeah. Crazy. We do have a caller. We're going to go to the caller on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hey, this is Mayor Bridger. I have hey. following the conversation. How are you? Good morning, Mayor. I'm okay. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Okay. Remember, okay. it's just a conversation. We're not we're not picking on the city. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I just wanted to clarify because there seems to be a lot of miscommunication out there. Okay. Um, we realize that the lady's house was destroyed. We realize it has to be uh, fixed, basically. But there's just a process. Um, we have to go through her insurance, <clears throat> and then we have to go through the state and. We just had to see how everything falls out, but we really can't do anything until her insurance company right. says that, yeah, it's demolished, you know, and then they do their inspections, and, and there's just a process. Right. So it's not that we are ignoring her. It's not that we don't want to make it right. It's just it's just the reality of the situation. Um on a personal level, I'm dealing with some insurance stuff myself, and it's just, I can tell you it's just a process. Uh-huh. So, it, it, it day, is. It, it's a pain. We kind of alluded to it earlier. It's a painstaking process once the insurance companies get involved. Right. 
And it doesn't right. matter if it's homeowners or what. I mean, I've I've had to file homeowners, claims on health my insurance, car insurance. Car. Yeah, I, I smucked a deer here a few years oh. ago, and I had to go through the whole process. And I agree, it's it's kind of a it's a pain to go through. So we're we feel your pain, Mr. Mayor. Go ahead. Yeah, but it is uh, the point is it is a process, and yeah. we realize that the lady, you know, needs to be replaced and made whole. Um, but there's just steps that you have to take. We can't just run in there and and start building. Or um, we have to go through the state. We have to work through those hoops. Um, in the end, if it comes to the point where we have to help out, I, I suspect that we will. I can't speak for counsel, but I know that that's the way I feel about it. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's where I'm at. Okay. Thank you, Mayor. That's, All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank you. That's great to hear. I mean, I, I didn't, and I didn't think it was any different. I figured that the city council, the, the city leaders, mayor, all of them were sitting back, going, "Man, we got to do something." But we, yeah, I understand. Well, and I, there I is think, a process. I think a lot of that information came out during that meeting Monday night, where all the contractors and whatnot right. got together. Where it's like, you know, we we can't really take steps until the insurance company starts the wheels right moving forward. Exactly. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, you can't. A surgeon doesn't operate on a patient until the insurance company approves the operation. Right. I mean, you just don't, you, yeah, you just can't, like I said, you can't run in rogue and be like, Hey, here's, here's your new home. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Well, gee, then the insurance company says, well, you've already done it. We're not going to cover it. And and, well, yes. And then, then you open up a whole new can of worms. Right. Exactly. So, and again, I wanted to reiterate, we're not picking on the city. We're not picking on the Sheridan Police Department in any way, shape, or form. It's just a discussion on what happened and how things can be kind of messed up. Because, again, you know, this this homeowner is has nowhere to live. I, I can't even imagine. You know, and has lost that. everything. You know, you, I don't even know if she could get in there and get clothing, whatever the case may be. I don't have any idea. The, the whole situation think, is no. just tragic. I agree. I mean, so it, there, that's all we're saying is that it's a it's a it. nasty situation all the way around. And here here's a poor homeowner caught in the middle. That's that was the only point we were trying to make. So, um, thanks, Rich Bridger, for calling in. Yeah, Mayor thanks, Rich Mayor. Bridger. Appreciate it. And uh, you know, letting us know that the city leaders are concerned about that. That's a great thing. So. Again, we do. Okay, sorry, I was getting my. You were deep in thought there, Mister yeah, Palmer, and then I got locked up. <laughs> we have a caller. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Caller, go ahead. Yes, another beautiful day in Sheridan County. It is today. That it is. And the big goose is flying high. It doesn't look quite like the plucked chicken it did earlier with. With hardly any feathers. There you go. So that's good. <laughs> Did I hear in some of the reporting that was going on, was it speculation or was it actual that the the shooter had a gas mask? I had heard that. I don't know whether yeah. it's true or not. I, I don't honestly know that, don't know. That is one of the the tidbits of information that have floated around. Yeah. Nothing's There's, been confirmed. Yeah. There's a so lot that, of stuff floating around be, on social media. But, that, but yes, to, to answer your question, I think a lot of us have heard that, that, that maybe there was some premeditation in this. Yeah. Okay. Well, unless that could be verified, because, of course, that being the case, you know, I don't have a gas mask. Do you? I no. do not. No. 
No. Well, so, you know, if that's the case, that speaks to a whole different uh, um, type of situation there. You, you get my drift. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, so, if you have a gas mask and the police are shooting canisters in there, it's really kind of ineffective. So that could lead mm-hmm. to decisions that, you know, we may not be privy to. Absolutely. And once the report comes out from DCI, I'm sure a lot of this is going to make more sense. And yeah. I and I okay. get that. You know, we're, we're not privy to what happened. We weren't there. We didn't know all, we don't know still, all of the issues that happened there. So once the report does come out, I'm sure a lot of this will make more sense. But um, I agree. I, I have no idea whether he had this, didn't have that. But I have heard a lot of things on social media. Yeah, it's all, all speculation. That may, yeah, that Nothing's may or may not be confirmed. True. I have no idea. So. Yeah, and regardless of, of what, how this turns out or anything else or, you know, the circumstances involved, it certainly um, gives everybody a chance to reflect on um, acting on impulse and giving second thought to, uh, you know, the first reactions may have um, prevented some of that. True. You know, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Perhaps we'll never know, but. Yeah. The whole yeah, thing was just completely tragic all the way around. It just, it. I'm sorry it happened, to be honest with you. I'm, and I'm sure the only is. The only positive takeaway that I could possibly put on here would be that the um, law enforcement got uh, a, a good hands-on exercise in a, in a real uh, situation that was not staged or anything else. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be doing a lot of um, second-guessing on this and, and uh, analyzing and saying, you know, here's, uh, here's what maybe we should have done, uh, et right. cetera, there'll et be, there'll, It'll be a learning experience regardless Mm -hmm. you know it's just unfortunate that it had to happen the way that it did Mm -hmm. that's for sure okay well you guys have a have a fine day yeah you you have a good weekend thank you all right we're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back and get things wrapped up on the jackson electric open line friday we'll be back right after this electric and you'll see the light maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building maybe it's high efficiency led lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair maybe it's data system wiring irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair commercial residential industrial agriculture above ground below ground call jackson electric and you'll see the light at 1851 north main in sheridan great news the oil change special at midas has gone over so well it's been extended through the end of february buy one oil change get a second one free to use by march a perfect deal to share with a family member with the oil change midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems 
you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Sheridan. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors. We understand everybody's situation is different. Not everyone that comes to Prime Rate Motors is looking for a new vehicle. We also sell and install GR brand flatbed conversions and Krogman bale feeders. Looking for a trailer? We offer a complete line of GR, Wilson, Merritt, flatbeds, stock trailers, even tandem axle enclosed cargo trailers. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. So what are Shopaminiums? They combine both commercial and residential elements. Synergy Shopaminiums, a large warehouse space, a full bath, conference area, office, and a laundry. Customized to fit your individual needs. Synergy Shopaminiums, located on Sheridan's East Ridge Road, a customizable condominium unit combining convenience and functionality. Easy access to the interstate and downtown. For more info, call Sheridan Realty Associates to reserve yours today. This public service message is presented by BHJ Property Management at 101 South Main. Back for the second year, the Knights of Valor will be making big hits and breaking big sticks. <clears throat> I mean lances. Come join us July 27th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds for the 7th Annual Tournament of Knights. You won't want to miss this year's medieval market, night school, and thrilling action of full contact jousting. We are still seeking sponsors and vendors. If interested, call 307 673 6161. Tickets go on sale May 1st. I'm Steve Sisson inviting you to Jackalopes Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. It's unlike anything else on your feed. Every week, the Jackalopes explore something, and it could be anything. Politics, UFO sightings, social issues, conspiracies, no matter what it is, we'll dig for the truth and explore it with a unique Wyoming perspective through an entertaining, lively conversation. Take a trip down the Jackalope hole with us every week. Jackalopes Explore, new episodes Wednesdays at SheridanMedia.com. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. Talking about the unfortunate incident with the house that was destroyed in the standoff last week. And so, you know, everybody's got an opinion on it. I don't know what the answer is, but hopefully it'll be reconciled sooner than later for the homeowners. Yeah, there's there's nothing good in the no. situation. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah. Ask a question. You can hear that I had some kind of crud. What is going on? Because I've been looking in social media. I did a test, by the way, last night. It's not COVID. It's just a head cold. But it seems to be you got more, the crud. more of, yeah, more cruddy than just a, a normal head cold. Well, and that's what I'm seeing on the internet. What's going on? Everybody's sick. Yeah. That's why I'm in the other room. Right. I don't blame <laughs> you. You know, I think I caught this crud here last week, but who knows? Well, you know, a lot of it, I think, is the up and down weather, too. True. You know, I, I mean, I know that's kind of an old, an old wives' tale because germs spread no matter what. But, I mean, it's just it, our bodies, our, our, you know, the rhythm of our bodies, the circadian rhythm and whatnot, I mean, it's like, one day it's 60, and the next day it's 10. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, I wish somebody would figure this out because they can't even tell us what it is. Well, it's not the flu. It's nah, not a cold. Dude, it's not this. No. You know, what is it? Is it some kind of upper respiratory, hoop de doo whatever? Nobody knows. Yeah, trust me. It's, it's just uh, creeping crud. Everybody's got it. I guess there were a bunch of kids in 
in uh, Johnson County Schools. I think last week there was like over sixty kids out one day. Yeah, there was. There, we had that in Sheridan County too. There was a lot of. What is going on? Viruses, you know, man. They somebody spread. is releasing this stuff on us. I didn't say Wuhan. But is it, somebody's releasing this is stuff it the, on the, us. The chemtrails? Is I that what know. you're talking about? Probably. Who knows? <laughs> if you get, get on the internet, look it up. Yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah. Craziness. Anyway, hopefully. Well, hopefully, hopefully you feel better oh, soon. I'll be fine. I feel fine. It's just I'm kind of stopped up and whatnot. Yeah. I'll be fine. No big deal. That'll do it for the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thank you, Mr. Ron. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. Arriva Durche. Yep. See you next week. Bye. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence program February 28th at the Y.O. Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year Awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's community partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Wyo Theater, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sport. Tommy, hi. Did you know we have not one but two master certified technicians at Sheridan Honda? We recently added Sam Phelps to the team. Sam is a master certified domestic technician, but actually started his career with Honda Motor Company. It's impressive. And if you have a Honda, our Honda master tech, Joel Larson, has probably worked in your car. He's been with us for 15 years and was recently recognized as having one of the highest percentages in the nation for fixed right first time. For all your automotive needs, call Sheridan Honda today. February is the month of love because when it comes to love, every moment is a gem. Legacy Diamond and Gems invites you to celebrate your timeless bond. Shop their exquisite collection of diamonds and gems, each telling a unique story. You'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and expresses your love. Legacy Diamond and Gems crafting timeless memories. Visit today and let your love shine brighter than ever at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Okay, remember your mom saying, don't make that face or it'll freeze that way. Well, if you ignored her and... Now you're stuck with that face. The Health Nut can help. Yep, the Health Nut has healthy choices of lotions for your skin and essential oils and diffusers and sea salt lamps to soothe your nerves after walking around with that froze face. Remember, say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. The Health Nut has natural soaps too. The Health Nut, dedicated to getting you healthy and keeping you that way. Located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. The Albert J. Goldwater FFA Alumni Barn Bash Online Silent Auction is in full swing today and runs through 8 p.m. this Saturday at SheridanMedia.com. You'll find items like windshield repair, a wheelbarrow full of gardening supplies, gift baskets, feed, and so much more. Auction items begin at 50% off retail, and proceeds help fund local FFA scholarships. What are you waiting for? The